You are now tuned in to She Means Business Podcast. Hey ladies, I am your host Martina M. Davis and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here at She Means Business Podcast. Today, um, I don't have any announcements. <laughs> I will I will tell you this though. I highly, highly, highly uh, encourage you to follow me on Instagram if you are not already at underscore she means business and I highly recommend that you click that link in the bio and you sign up to be a part of our community um, I've been working and learning more about email marketing and it's not even so much that I want to just market to you and you know promote to you um, but I want to keep you up to date uh, far as the scheduling when I'm doing things and all that good stuff so if you're not already following me, it's underscore she means business. Click the link in the bio. You'll find tons of links for different things, but just be sure to sign up and subscribe to our email list just so you can be up to date. And God has been helping me. Thank you, Lord. God will help you through all things. Um, just helping me on how how to put it together and what to put out there. Um so yeah, <laughs> make sure make sure you're following me and you click that link in the bio. And I do, I guess I do have a little bit of another announcement. Um, listen, y'all, you're probably thinking this chick is always telling me to go to her Instagram, to go to her link. <laughs> I do want to say I, I have a website in the works. Thank you, Jesus. Um, it's actually been in the works this entire month. Um, listen, y'all, I tried. I tried to DIY it. I tried to do it myself a couple times. Um, and that ain't my lane. As much as I like to decorate and design and create templates and stuff like that, making the website, at least for She Me's business, has been very challenging. And so I sought the good Lord and I continued to seek him. And I finally found somebody and that was another thing. Once I knew that I wanted someone else to do the work, I had to find somebody. And so again, I, I just, the website is coming. It's in the works. And um, the whole, it's like a, a update on my brand is being worked on. And I just wanted to share that with you that, you know, for now, yes, click the link in my Instagram and make sure you're following me. But there is a website in the works. And um, even though I'm not creating it, it's still a lot of work. It's still a lot of work and this is she means business is so personal and intimate to me the way God gave it to me and because he he's constantly pouring so much I'm just trying to organize how I want this to look and how I'm communicating with the with uh, the graphic design artists and just everyone who's a part of creating this and so I'm not rushing it it's coming soon but I'm not rushing it and I'm also not being lazy <laughs> um but just as God gives it to me and how to how this is going to look and how we are presenting ourselves I just you know how you just want stuff to be perfect you know you know <laughs> so I'm, I'm being a perfectionist in this area but just seeking God about it and I'm excited y'all I'm excited to one day tell y'all go to this website <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, I ain't got no problem to tell y'all click the link in my bio. It has it still has been blessing me in my business and I do not take that for granted. Thank you Jesus. <laughs> Thank you Jesus. Listen, if you ain't at the website phase yet, 
There's nothing wrong with putting that link in your bio because what that link in your bio does, I use Linktree, Linktree, T-R-E-E. So L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, Linktree. And what that does is it allows me to put all different links to everything. So if someone wanted to book me for a discovery call, a content call or whatever, uh, I put my link for my calendar and my schedule right in there. That way they can do that whenever I need. If anybody wants to sign up or subscribe, my link is in there to do that. My link for different products when I have my ebooks out, put their link right in there. So listen, if you are building a business um, and you're going forth and you're just doing little by little. And if the Lord is leading you to put it out there, you know, there are tools and resources that you can use before you get to that website. But yes, a website is highly recommended. I've been highly trying to work on this for some time now but I, I did want to at least share that resource that I use there's also like link in your bio there's a different things and what's cool about these links that you put right in your bio is even when you have a website you know you're going to put your website link in there but let's say you're highlighting a product you can put the link to take them directly to the page of your product on your website versus just go to my website and go to this and this and this so i i highly recommend a link in a bio or link tree uh, whether you have a website or not actually it's it's been very helpful so I wanted to share that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's let's get into today's episode. Um, I'm not going to be before you long. I just have a short message or like a revelation that God shared with me earlier on today and just throughout this month. So if you don't know, the month of March is all about women's history. Okay. This is the month where we really want to celebrate women. Uh, well, we, we want to celebrate women at all times, but this is like the month where they highlighted to celebrate the history of women and just really highlight the things that women have achieved. This is the time where we should be empowering and uplifting each other all the time. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, the month comes and whatever the theme is for the month, it comes up and it serves as a reminder, right, for the sisterhood and womanhood. So what I'm doing um, in homeschooling, because I homeschool my children, and um, I've been homeschooling, homeschooling my children even before this crisis, so this is, this is not new to me, but welcome, mommies who are now homeschooling. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I homeschool my children, and for this month, for Women's History Month, I wanted to teach them about women of the Bible, and one of the women that we were studying was Esther, Queen Esther, and so what I did was, you know, I got the coloring sheets, activities, uh, we were watching um, the movie, or different movies that are on YouTube, or Bible stories, all that good stuff, we read it, we read it in the Bible, we read the Bible story, um, all that, so just really teaching them about Queen Esther, and my goal is to just teach them more about different women in the Bible, um, even all throughout the year. So anyway, um, I was doing that. And then earlier today I was studying and, um, I came across the scripture Esther 4, 14. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, and then also I want to share another resource with you because if you've noticed lately, I've really been sharing a lot of scriptures. This is low key turned into like a mini Bible study sometimes too. So if you are truly desiring to like seek God and to really study his word, um, here's something that I, that I do. Um, I don't know if you heard of it before, but it's called The Bible Project. They're on social media, but I watch them on YouTube. 
And what they do is they break down different books of the Bibles or other topics um, that are in the Bible. They break it down. They teach you. And so what they do is like, for instance, if you go search the book of Esther, um, they will explain basically they summarize the book of Esther and as they're teaching you they're illustrating at the same time and so I really love the Bible project for my children and even for myself especially whenever God is leading me to approach a book in the Bible that I don't really study and so um, a couple weeks ago um, or even for like the past month, God was putting Ezekiel on my heart. And the book of Ezekiel is something that I just don't study. I just don't. Like I know he was a prophet. I I remember the dry bones story. But besides that, I don't I don't touch that book. And so when God was leading me to that book, the number one thing I did first was go to YouTube, the Bible project, and t- and typed in Ezekiel. And basically it summarized the whole book. And actually there was, I believe, two to three videos on the book of Ezekiel and they and they make it they make it plain and understandable okay because a lot of times you can go into certain books in the Bible and they're very intimidating because you don't have a background you don't have like a a prelude I guess you would say to it and so that's what they give you they give you a good summary of the book and you know depending on how big or how long the book is they'll break it down from chapters so they'll, they'll do sections of it so I wanted to share that with you, um, you know, just in case if you didn't know about that, it's called the Bible Project and it's a great tool for studying and learning the word of God. And they're a nonprofit and um, definitely not getting paid to put them out there, (laughs) Um, but it's just a tool that I use and it's really, really good. And I wanted to share that with you to help you and encourage you um, as you're studying the word of God. (laughs) So anyway, um, Back to the book of Esther, or more so to the verse, um, verse, not verse, chapter four, verses 14. I want to talk about that. All right. So let me read that. Um, actually, I'm going to read verses 13 and 14. Um, and just so you know, at this point, Esther is already made queen. Okay. So Mordecai, which is her uncle, sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at this time, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. So we've all heard that quote before, right? We've all heard the ending of that scripture where it says, for such a time as this, right? That's what I've titled this episode, for such a time as this. You know, I've heard it growing up. I've heard it in the movies, in the cartoons, in the Bible stories. Um, They're on planners and journals. It's like a cute quote or saying that we say in the kingdom of God. Um, It's cute and it's powerful and there's there's a lot of meaning to it. But this is why we need to study the word of God, because when you don't read the full story, when you don't have the 
the complete context, you kind of just interpret it the only way you know how. And not that there's a problem with that, but sometimes we limit ourselves in understanding when we don't know the full picture. And so I've always heard for such a time as this, you know, and a lot of times as when God uses his people to prophesy, he will use them and you'll hear them say for such a time as this. So understanding timing, it is important and God will use his word as he's prophesied into his people. But it's important to understand because what Mordecai was really saying was perhaps, perhaps Esther, you were made queen for this moment. Perhaps Esther, you were placed in this position for such a time as this. And so a lot of times when I would hear that quote or that saying for such a time as this, I would always go to purpose. I will go to purpose for such a time as this. What is my purpose? And see, if you understand purpose, purpose is more so why you were created or why something was created or exists. When you think about your purpose, right? We were all created with a purpose. Okay, our number one purpose was to worship God, to love God with all our all our heart, mind, and soul, right? And to have lo- love for our neighbors as well as ourselves. That's that's a purpose that we all share. And then we all have like an individual purpose that God had made unique uh, for you and for me. <laughs> we have purpose, you know? I've, I have purpose, you know, to serve and to love my heavenly father. I have purpose to be a wife. God has purposed me to be a wife to the very man <laughs> that is my husband. And, and I see it every day how I help him. And I see it every day how he helps me because good God knows how much he helps me. You know, I've been purposed to be a mother. God has purposed my womb to birth out the children that I've birthed. You know what I mean? He's a lot. He's put purpose in my womb and I birthed out purpose. And all my children have a unique purpose that God created just for them. And even for you mothers who adopted your child, you know, adopted your children, God has purposed you as their mother, even though you didn't birth them. He has still purposed you as their parent. You know what I mean? For such a time as this. So we all have a purpose. A purpose is why we exist, why we were created. And so a lot of times when I seen this, this quote or part of the scripture for such a time as this, I thought about purpose. And while this scripture is talking about purpose, it's talking about more than just purpose. And this is why it's important to study the word of God, because when we only hear at parts of things, we limit ourselves. And the scripture is not only talking about purpose, but it's also talking about position. See, in different versions, if you in different versions of the Bible, if you were to read to scripture, it will say God positioned her. He positioned her in a place of authority. He positioned her in a palace. And her when her when her uncle Mordecai says that when he says, perhaps, perhaps, Esther, perhaps this was the reason why you were positioned as queen. If you think about it, right? Before Esther came, before she was queen, the king already had a queen. He already had one. But that queen didn't serve the God that Esther served. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I always thought it was crazy how in the beginning of the story, like Queen Vashti was just 
bye (laughs) like she's mentioned she disobeyed and now she's gone and that's a whole nother story in itself and a whole nother revelation but it was like not only was queen esther in a right position but god made that position available he made that position available for her a position is a place where god has located you where he has placed you see god placed esther in that place of authority, in that position. So she can go forth in her purpose. You see how dope that is? See, I never took the time to fully read that scripture. I seen the movie. I understood the story. But when I went back into God's word and read the scriptures, and I only read two scriptures to you. You got to go read them for yourself. But that's when God was allowed was able to give me a new and fresh revelation that, yeah, purpose very much is a part of it, but it was also about position. So today, I want you to think about where God has placed you, where you are located, your very position. I want you to think about where is it that you live? Think about the community, your neighbors, the grocery stores, the the stores that you shop to, you shop at at a daily basis. Obviously, we're not shopping, shopping like how we usually do it. But when when life was regular, (laughs) where where was it that you were shopping at on a regular basis? The employees that you saw all the time, even think about at work where God has placed you in your workplace, the people that you work around. See, a lot of times we don't we don't think that deep because a lot of times we think, oh, Lord, thank you for the roof over my head, but it could be bigger. Oh, Lord, thank you for this job that's providing, but I'd rather work somewhere else. Right. I'll be very transparent with you. Um, I, I recently moved to another town uh, when did I move in December. And that's a whole story too, y'all. And but you know, I was in a townhouse and now I'm in a house. And while this house has a lot of upgrades, there is a downgrade because this house is smaller than my townhouse. <laughs> and while there's many benefits from having a single house versus a townhouse, you know, there was a question that rose up in my heart and in my mind. It was like, okay, Lord, well, you moved me from here to here. And I love my house. I, I, I love the decor. I love the fixtures. I love all the yard we have. There's like more privacy. I like the community we're in. It's much quiet. And the list could go on and on and on and on. But there still was a question where I, I couldn't, I focused more so on this question than on, than on all the positives was, Lord, why you moved me into a smaller place? Like we're a huge family. Smaller is not the way to go. And because I was focused on that, I couldn't I couldn't think or in that moment, I wasn't thinking about how God placed me, how he located my family here for a reason, reasons that I don't even fully know yet. Some things he's revealed to me, some I don't know. But I want you to think about where you're located and realize that God has placed you there where I work. I I went back to work. Um. A few months ago, you know, God had released me from work a year ago. And then in January, I'm back into work. And it's the same company, but different ownerships. And I said, Lord, first of all, why you tell me to stop working if I was just going to have to go back to work? Like I could have avoided so much hardship if I just stayed at work. 
And Lord, if you're going to make me come back to work, why I have to come back here? Like I used to work. I used to live 15 minutes from my job. Super convenient. Like I'm not wasting no gas. Like it's right up the street. Now I work 40 minutes away from where I live. 40 minutes extra there and 40 minutes back. A 40 minute commute, y'all. Okay. I'm used to living 10 to 15 minutes away from my job. And it's been like that for like uh, the past, I don't know, five years, three, five years is I just always been close to where I worked. And so I'm like, okay, now 40 minutes away, there's more gas. Then I had to get used to a whole new ownership, a whole, a whole new group of people. Right. And so the question was, Lord, why you put me here? But see, what you have to realize is that God has purposed you where he has placed you. Ooh, if y'all hear my stomach, I'm sorry. Y'all, I'm a little hungry. Um, <laughs> but he, he has placed you in that position, in that location for a reason, because there's an assignment attached to it. There's people that you work around that might annoy you or frustrate you, or they're just not your, if you could choose, they ain't it. <laughs> if you could choose the people you work with, like they're not it. But you need to understand that God has placed you there for a purpose. There's an assignment attached to it, whether it is to teach them about the gospel, to, to teach them about the Lord, your lord and savior jesus christ or it could be to build character like there's tons of reasons (laughs) of why god placed you where he's placed you but understand and take take confidence and reassurance in knowing that god placed you there for such a time as this and it's timing according to god's timing a position a place where god has located you He's put you there. He's put you in that community. He's put you in that church home. He's put you in that workplace. He has positioned you for those of you who have authority or you're a leader or in management or you're running a business. You you have leadership. He's placed you in that position for a reason. Don't take those things lightly. Don't take those things for granted. Go seek your heavenly father so he can reveal to you why. What's the assignment or who is the assignment? I'm going to share with you this story. And I believe that's that's all on my heart. That's all that I have for this episode. But I want to share this story with you. I, I feel like I shared it before, but I'm not 100% sure. But this is a story about when I was a teenager And God had moved my family from the town of Willembro, New Jersey to Williamstown, New Jersey. Okay. Now, (laughs) I did not want to move at all. Um, The town that we moved to was completely different from where I grew up. Completely different. I had pretty much grew up in the town of Willembro, New Jersey. Um, That's all I knew. All my friends were there or, you know, people I thought were my friends were there. Um, Like I knew the town inside and out, like all the stores, all the hangout places like that was my home. That's what I knew. But I knew in 10th grade, we knew for sure that we were moving, but I still finished out the year at Willembro High School. And during that year is when um, my 10th grade year is when I really gave my heart to Christ and just really started um, 
just building my relationship with God on for myself. Nobody forcing me or making me. Just really getting to know God for myself. I remember it was during that year where I joined the Bible club. It was during that year where I really started listening to gospel music on my own, where I really started worshiping God in church and just really, you know, where it was during that time where he was really teaching me and and I and the Holy Spirit was really leading, guiding and directing me and I didn't even know that at the time. So fast forward, we move and I'm in a new town. Um, The town was completely different than what I was used to. Uh, Just the people, everything was different. Let's just say that. And so I'm new to this town and the grading system was different. The, The students, the culture, the atmosphere was different. Like everything was just different. And that's super overwhelming. But God had positioned my family to be there. And, and, and there was purpose for the entire family to move there. There was a reason why my dad was there, my mom, my brother, my sister, and myself. There, were, there was purpose in all of it. And I'm going to share with you how it's important and how when God, he places you, he, he'll put you in a location for a reason. So here's one of the stories. So I'm in high school. I'm in this new high school. And I'm already on fire for God. So, you know, I joined there. I, you know, I joined the Christian club there. You know, I'm like bold about my faith. So I'm talking about Jesus to my peers. I remember one time I made, I made my own pamphlets of how to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. And I told, I I made copies and I gave it to all the members in the club. And after school, we were like racing to hand out all these pamphlets to the students before they left the school building. Right. So I just to paint the picture, like. If you were to, real quick, I'm going to pause. If if you were to speak to my peers who knew me at Willenboro versus the peers that knew me at Williamstown, you would not know that they were talking about the same person. So we're going to just, I'm going to just put that out there. You would have no idea that I was the same person because God had completely transformed my life, right? So anyway, back to the story. I'm radical. I love Jesus. I'm in high school. Jesus, 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 like super radical. Like I'm so radical that I hosted a fruit of the spirit cell, y'all. You know how they used to have candy cells or bake cells? I had a fruit of the spirit cell after school. We were selling fruit cups, chocolate covered strawberries, banana splits, like anything that had to do with fruit and making it into a treat. Okay, I just want to paint the picture of how radical I was about Jesus Christ. It was called the fruit of the spirit cell. And with the goodies, we we uh, we were handing out scriptures and everything. So I just I just want to let you know, give you an idea how bold I was, how God was just really doing a work in my young life. So so anyway, keep in mind position where God has placed you. Keep that in mind. It's very important here. And here's the huge highlight. So. In this new school, new students, believers shouting Jesus, woo, all that. Okay. So one day, what was this? Was it my junior? I feel like it was my junior year. It was my junior year. So it's my first year at this high school and it's pretty much during the end of the year. And one night I had a dream about one of my classmates. And basically in a dream, he did not die. He did not die in his dream, but... from what I saw, like I didn't see nothing graphic or crazy. It, it was just, it was almost as if God was just giving me interpretation. So I would see different things and he was basically interpreting um, or communicating to me that um, his time is coming to an end. 
So I had the dream. It wasn't scary. Like nothing caused me fear from the dream. But I remember just waking up for the dream. I said that person's name. And I was like, whoo, like that dream was too real. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but let me just pray. And I prayed. And I'm not telling you, I'm not planting no seeds of fear. Because there's times where you have dreams of people dying that does not mean they're going to die. That's just the enemy, one or two, some movies or something you read are triggering your thoughts to have those dreams. So number one is, because I've had dream of other people dying. It does not mean they're going to die. Okay, our mind is, you got to understand a mind. It works in some crazy ways. So anyway, I have this dream. The next, in that morning, I woke up, said a prayer for him. And then I, I was okay. It was like I had the dream. It was very crazy. Said the prayer. And okay, I was on my merry way. And so... I go to class that day and it's the end of the year and our schedules are on block schedules and our schedules are not always like that. So meaning I was limited to my classes. So I didn't go to all my classes that day. I only went to like two or three. And so one of the classes I went to that day happened to be the class that I had with this student. And we only had one class together. See, this is how God will position you for purpose. So I'm in that class, we do our testing and I have time afterwards. And so at that, I used to carry these little books around the book. um, They were gospels and it was the gospel John. And so I was reading the book of John, but what was really cool was in the very beginning of that book, it, it talked about how you give your life to Christ. It talked about sin and how it separates you from God. And it, it explained to you what it meant to give your life to Christ. So I'm reading that book the book of John and the very same student that I had a dream about approaches me. Okay. He's like, Hey, what you reading? I'm like, Oh, I'm reading the Bible. This is the book of John. Da, 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 da. And then we're talking and stuff. And it's a, cause he was, he was really cool peoples. And I, and I say to him, he's like, you know, what? I had a dream about you last night. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, did I die? And first of all, I was like, whoa, he's, he asked that question so calm. Like I would be scared to ask that question. And I was like, no, no. Cause he really, he didn't die in my dream. And he's like, oh, all right. And we're just talking or whatever. And before he leaves, I said, here, you can have this. You can have this. And that's the book of John. I give it to him. The day ends. We go about our way. The next day, or maybe two days later, I can't remember, um, he sees me in a hallway and he, he's like, hey, 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 Martina. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? And he says, your book you gave me. I love that. And I just remember saying, oh, you mean the Bible? You like the Bible? I know. And I just remember smiling like, yeah, and nodding my head like, yeah, that's good stuff. And I just, and he was just, he was just such a cool down to earth person. And, you know, and that, and that was the last time I spoke to him, y'all. That was the last time I spoke to him. And so what happened was this, there was a couple of days left of the school year. I didn't I was in there those days because I was going to um, a youth conference out in Texas. So the very day that I come back from this conference, the very day, like the same day, just getting back, a friend calls me. Um, social media was, you know, we have Facebook then, but I wasn't I wasn't on it. So the only way I will find out is by someone telling me. And so a friend had called me. We were friends, but not like, well, yeah, we were friends. She calls me and she tells me that he died. And my young little teenager self, like I was just in complete shock. And all I could think about 
was everything that had happened. The last time I seen him and what he said to the dream, to us having that conversation and me giving him the book of John. Like it was way too much for my young self. I, and I just remember going to his funeral and I just remember questioning God and just like I was freaked out, y'all. Because what happened was the Holy Spirit was using me. I just was never used like that yet before. <laughs> and so that happens. And, you know, years later, I can finally, you know, because that traumatized me. Like that messed me up a little bit because I just didn't have understanding. And so years later, when I look back on it, I realized, wow, look how God positioned me. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that he couldn't have used anybody else at at the, the high school Williamstown. But what happened was the year prior to me moving, God was using that year to prepare me. I'm just becoming bold and radical for Jesus. I come to this new school, don't know nobody know me, but because I spent that quality time with God, because I was praying, I was reading my Bible, especially during that summer. And so when I got to that high school, here I am bold about Jesus, this young, I don't know how old was I, 16, maybe 17. And I'm just like, Jesus. And everybody knew me as a Christian. And I'm, I'm handing out tracks. Like this was nothing but God, how he positioned me in that school. And, and, and it was for other people, but so much so for that student, so much so, so much. Cause I, listen, I didn't know him. And I'm not going to be rude. I didn't even know white people because up until that point, I there was only African-Americans in my community. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And this was a, a, a Caucasian young man and how God, he, he moved my entire family for many reasons, for many reasons. But this was one of them, how he placed me in that high school, how I was, how I was, I was, I was ready I was ready, how he made me ready to go forth and do what I did. You know what I mean? He had to prune me and prepare me. Just like with Esther, she had to get prepared. She had to get prepared for the king, right? Because the king, he didn't just want anybody. It was like a beauty pageant, right? All the things he had to do and then to be chosen, he had to prepare her. So God had to prepare me for that moment for such a time as this. That moment when I spoke to him, when I had that dream, when I gave him that Bible, and when he told me that he read it, God was letting me know that he accepted him into his heart. And so, yeah, it freaked me out. He actually died. But that student is spending eternity with with God. He is in heaven and I'm telling you, and I'm asking you, Lord God, when I get there, and I ain't in no rush or nothing. <laughs> but when I get when I get to heaven, God, I, like let him be one of the first people that I see. And I and I want to encourage you because like for such a time as this, God has positioned you. He has placed you in a location for a reason. So get in your word and go spend time with God so he can prepare you. If you think you're nervous. If you're scared, if you, you're like, Lord, I want to tell people about who you are, but I don't know how to do it. Go spend time with him. He will make the way. He will make the conversation light. Matter of fact, he'll make the person come to you because that's what happened. I didn't go to him. He approached me and God provided the opportunity and God will provide the opportunity for you. You just get prepared. You get prepared to be in position. Get prepared to be 
in position. And because I was prepared and because God positioned me, I will get to see him in heaven one day. I will get to see him in heaven one day. And that's a story that will stick with me for my entire life. How God did that for me at such a young age. Like that was such a profound moment. And that's, and that was a moment in time in life where God was really training me, training me where the Holy Spirit was really leading, guiding and directing me. And so I share that with you. And I say this for such a time as this. For some of you, your moment is right now. And for others, your moment is coming. And for others, your moment is every day. Our moment is every day. Every day when we come across and when we have our opportunity to tell them about the God that we serve, sometimes we just don't know how. But see, they'll see it in your lifestyle. They'll see the glory of God over your life. And they're like, man, what is, why is she so bright? <laughs> what is it? One time someone said to me, what church do you go to? And I didn't even say nothing because they saw the glory of God. They was like, nah, I, I didn't speak a word. They was just like, what church do you go to? Because they saw the glory of God. And, and it wasn't so much the church. It was the time that I was spending with God. It was the church that was in me because I was spending so much time with my heavenly father. So go spend time with him. And he'll make the way. He'll prepare your lips. He'll prepare your words. And he'll prepare the opportunity. And he will position you. It's a beautiful thing that you know God. But how beautiful is it that if if you're the people, your community, your neighbors, your co-workers. How beautiful will it be that they know about your Heavenly Father. And that God used you as a vessel to tell them. How beautiful is that? How, how beautiful is that? God is so good. God is so good. The Holy Spirit is so real. Because it's like, I just felt the release. Like, like I released everything I was supposed to say for this episode. I, I wish I could even describe that feeling to you. But you could feel it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Go see God. Go spend time with him. It's a precious, beautiful, and intimate thing. And so, sis, Jesus loves you. And so do I. And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>